Amen. All right, if you have your Bibles, please come with me to Isaiah chapter 61. We're going to read from verse 1 all the way to verse 3. We're going to read from the New King James Version. And on the third verse, we're going to also switch to the New Living Translation of the Scriptures. But for now, we're going to read from verse 1 all the way to verse 3. And we're going to read together as one big family. I would like you to please read it as loud as you can. The reason is that this is not just the first time we'll be reading this. Last week, Sunday, the senior pastor came with a prophetic word declaring that this is the season we're going to have the instead experience. For those who were around on Wednesday, he particularly used the word the instead experience, which means for whatever we're going through, which is a reality that we are going through one thing or the other. Like Pastor Yomi rightly said, we are building one thing. It may be career, it may be business, it may be mending a family, it may be raising a teenage kid. Whatever it is that you are raising that have caused you pain. At this point, the Bible, the scripture, and the prophecy across the church is that God is about to give us a what? An instead experience. Turn to your neighbor and say, God will give you an instead experience. Now make that prophetic to yourself and say, God will give me an instant experience. Now the reason I want us to read together is so that you will have to re-echo what the prophecy is all about in your life. So I want you to be deliberate to pray about this as you read. And as much as you can, you can also picture what it is that you want to have an instant experience about and let this be more of a prophetic prayer to yourself rather than just reading scripture. Are we ready now? Now let's read from verse 1 to verse 3. I'll take the lead and I'll ask that you please don't rush it. Just read it as calm as possible and let's just digest it. Precepts upon precepts, words upon words. Are we ready? Now one to go. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and a day of vengeance of the Lord to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. Now, we're going to read verse 3 again, but this time from the New Living Translation, so that we have a mental picture and we're keen to the word of the Lord that came to us last week. Are we ready? Now, let's read again as one big family. One, two, go. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a jealous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. Right, righteousness, they will be like oaks 
that the Lord has planted for his own. If that is truly your testimony, just give God praise in the house this morning. And so I want you to declare upon yourself that the Lord will give you a jealous blessing instead of mourning. Is that somebody's reality? Let your amen sound like thunder. That the Lord will give you festive praise instead of despair. In the mighty name of Jesus. As this morning we'll consider the word of the Lord which I will be specifically teaching on that is titled The Acceptable Year of the Lord. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. Hallelujah. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In that season that is called the acceptable year of the Lord, there is one thing that God promises that there will be comfort to those who mourn. And that shall be your reality in the name of Jesus. Just in a moment, just raise your voice to the heavens and ask that the word will profit you this morning. Let that be your prayer. Just a very simple prayer. Lord, let this word profit me this morning. Let the word profit me this morning. I want, you to, I want you to pray earnestly that the word will profit you, that you will not hear man speak this morning, that the word will profit you. So as you have asked, and so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you and bless you indeed. Um, this is going to be uh, deliberately a very detailed teaching and my responsibility this morning is basically to just re-echo again what the senior pastor started off last week when he, he gave us the word instead of. And on Wednesday for those who were around, he coined it to be specific that what we are about to experience is what he calls the instead of experience. And the reason why I want to particularly teach on this is because we really need to understand the very phrase that was used in verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 61. If we have an understanding of it, therein lies our belief in what God is about or what God is saying. The scripture says there, he says, all this instead experience will happen on the moments or on the season Isaiah calls the acceptable year of the Lord. I need you to say with me, the acceptable year of the Lord. Now say it like one sentence, the acceptable year of the Lord. So this is going to be a teaching, so I'm going to really require a lot of feedback from you, and we're going to really see how God really speaks a word that is really very deliberate to what he's saying. So the Bible says, Isaiah proclaiming, saying that this is going to be the acceptable year of the Lord. Multimedia, can you help us with that text? And I'm going to take time to explain what the acceptable year of the Lord really means. If you understand it, then you will believe God like never before that whatever he said concerning giving us an instant experience will truly become a reality in your life. Amen. Now in Isaiah 61, please be careful. Let's read it very carefully. I'm going to read to your hearing. Now this is a man called Prophet Isaiah. 
whatever he was doing was not detailed, but the Bible tells us that in his declaration of this word, Isaiah said that the only reason he's saying this is because the spirit of the Lord has come upon him. Let's start from verse 1, multimedia. So Isaiah came, let's just assume Isaiah was in church on one Sunday morning leading a prophetic prayer session or he was leading a prayer meeting or he was just preaching. And remember how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit can sometimes direct you, of course, just to deliver a message. And so Isaiah speaking to us and was written down in Isaiah 61 said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And because of that, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor and he has sent him to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to those who are captives and the opening of prison doors to those who are bound. Now, you may not understand what this means, and it's my responsibility. I'm going to break it down, detailed upon details, for you to understand it. These are not just mere prophecies. They're not just mere words. The moment you hear liberty to the captive, to those who these words were to, they understood what Isaiah meant. So those who were in those period, when they said prison doors will be opened, it wasn't really those who are in captive, No. It meant something that we need to understand this morning. Now, in verse 2, multimedia help us, Isaiah then said something that I'm saying this because I want to declare something to you. He said all these are only possible because he's about to proclaim what is called the acceptable year of the Lord. You may not know what that means, but we're going to deep dive and understand what the acceptable year of the Lord truly means. Sincerely, if you have understanding of this, you will believe what God said on Sunday that it will become a reality in your life. The acceptable year of the Lord. So Isaiah coming to say, this year is the acceptable year of the Lord. And in the third verse, he began to explain what that acceptable year meant, which was not new to those who were listening. To you and I, it, it may not look like a prophecy or a prayer. It is beyond that. It was very, very specific. So Isaiah began to say, in this year, those who mourn in Zion, he will give them beauty for ashes. That will be your testimony money. He said those, he will give oil of joy for those who are mourning, the garments of praise for the spirits of heaviness. All this will happen when? All this will happen when? I need it to be with me. It's a teaching, so I'm going to really demand from you. So all this will happen when? At the acceptable year of the Lord. So there's going to be all this happening at the acceptable year of the Lord. So let me break it down. If I tell you I'm going to give you a gift, what is it, what's going to be the first thing that will come to your mind? When or what is happening? Which occasion is it? It's not my birthday. It's not my naming ceremony. Is nothing. So where is the gift going to come from? Why are you giving me a gift? So, but if I tell you, and if this week is going to be your birthday, and I tell you I'm going to give you a gift, would that be a surprise to you? Please help me. Would that be a surprise to you? So when the scripture says, when Isaiah was saying, it's going to be the acceptable year of the Lord, it meant something for those who were hearing him speak.
So it wasn't just a new year. It wasn't just one of those years. It's only the year that something was really expected to happen. I'm going to explain, so just please, just bear with me. Now, I needed to put pen and paper together. And you need to put this down. The acceptable year of the Lord, there are two other phrases that really connote it. I want you to write this down. Number one, there's something called the year of jubilee. It's the same thing as the acceptable year of the Lord. As a matter of fact, if you read other scripture or translation of the scripture of this Isaiah, you will hear it called the year of jubilee. Tell your neighbor is a year of jubilee. Turn to somebody else, the year of jubilee. Secondly, it can also be called the year of the Lord's favor. The year of the word, the Lord's favor. So, the acceptable year of the Lord is the same thing as what? And the same thing as what? Let's get it more lively. The acceptable year of the Lord is the same thing as? The year of Jubilee and also the same thing as what? Now, let me ask you, which one will you prefer? Which of these three names really resonate to you? Acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee, or the year of God's favor? Which one do you prefer? Amen. I knew you were all like that. Amen. So, whatever you call it, some people may choose to say is a year of God's favor because the word favor will truly resonate to you. And for those or some of us who have celebrated our wedding anniversaries for 25 years, you know, we love the word jubilee, you know, you know, and those of us who have marked our silver jubilee or golden jubilee. Just kidding. Uh, my marriage is just 10 years, if I can remember. No, more than 10 years. I always lose count. Amen. Now, for the word jubilee, Jubilee, let me ask, what does it connote? Jubilee, what does it connote? Anybody, Jubilee, how many number does it connote? Does anybody know? How many? 50. Somebody said eight. What does Jubilee connote? It's actually the word 50. So you will hear Jubilee. In this modern day, you will hear golden Jubilee. That means what? 50 years. And silver Jubilee, that means what? And then you hear bronze jubilee, that means what? So basically the word jubilee is what I want to capture. So the word jubilee is actually from the word 50. So when you hear jubilee, we're going to pay attention that it actually means how many? 50. Now, please listen carefully. I already said that the word acceptable year of the Lord is the same thing as the year of jubilee. And it's also the same thing as what? The year of God's favor. Now, I need you to also write this down. In any of this time, when it's acceptable year of the Lord or what we want to call the year of Jubilee or what some other people prefer as the year of the Lord's favor three things will naturally will happen three things. I need you to write this down. Number one, when it is a year of the Lord's favor or the year of jubilee or the acceptable year of the Lord, number one, you need to write it down. It happens after every 50 years on the day of atonement. Write that down. It only happens every 50 years on the day of atonement. Number two, you need to write this down as well. On the day of the Lord's favor, there is something else that happens. There is what we call a universal release 
to both persons and properties. Number two, there is a universal release to what we call to properties and to persons. Number three, of what happens on the day of the acceptable year of the Lord, there is an opportunity for a fresh start. There is an opportunity for a fresh start or for a second chance. So three things that I've said. Number one, it happens after how many years? Let me hear you. After how many years? I think I'm getting more response from this side than this side. It happens after how many years? So every 50 years, there will be what? The year of Jubilee. I said number two, that it is also a universal release for both what? Persons and for what? For property. So there is a universal release for both persons and property. Is it property or property? Which one now? Property. All right. Okay. All right. So they say it's property, but I love being funky, so I'll call it property. Praise the Lord. So if I call it property or property, it means the same thing. Amen. So there is a universal release for both persons and what? Property. Property, I meant to say. Amen. I'm not getting, I'm not used to getting funky, but I'll try. So a universal release to both persons and property. Number three, we said what? It is an opportunity for a fresh start or a second chance. Now, how many of us have made mistakes in life that you truly need a second chance. Let me see you wave your hand. Now, don't wave it like a wiper. Just wave it like the queen's waving. Amen. I hear the main, the mainland will wave hands like this, but on the island, they just wave like this. Amen. So, wave like the islander. Just wave if you know you need a fresh start or you need a second chance. Hallelujah. No matter what I say, Pastor Colin is still waving it like a molu or wiper. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's what you get when you've been on the mainland for a long time. You know those Molwell wiper, they don't just go one, they just go piri 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 amen. I was in a bus back in those days, a, um, a downfall, the wiper was just going piri 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 The next thing, the, the wiper flew off, praise the Lord. And there goes the rain, we couldn't see, we have to pack, praise the name of the Lord. So when you wave your hand, please don't remind me of those moments. When I see somebody waving like this, it just reminds me of what? A proper old downfall, praise the Lord. So let's see you wave your hand one more time to the Lord. Somebody just give God praise in the house this morning. Hallelujah. So let me be sure we are all in the same position. Number one, I said the acceptable year of the Lord have two other names. The very first one is what? The year of Jubilee. Good, I love the response. The second one, the year of God's favor. So three things will happen on the year of Jubilee. Number one, it happens every 50 years, correct? Number two, there is a universal release of both persons and properties. Number three, there is an opportunity for a fresh start. Please just give yourself a round of applause. God be praised. Now, the reason why I'm explaining this is we want to really understand what the scripture means by the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, we're just going to paint a scenario so that it helps us understand or help us in this teaching very, very well. Leviticus chapter 29, 25, I beg your pardon. We're going to read from verse 9 to 11. But before then, that scripture is only but one of many that gives us a reality or indication 
interpretation of what the scripture really means by the acceptable year of the Lord or the year of Jubilee. I'm going to explain these three things in detail so that we have a huge understanding. So let's take it one at a time. What was the first point we said? That it happens every how many years? 50 years. Now we are in year what? 20 20 what? Now, for the purpose of this teaching, we're going to assume that we are in year 2010. Is that, is that okay? I just want to use uh, uh, the, what, the, the number 2010 so that we want to do some calculations. We won't have ourselves punching some calculators. Amen. Now, if this year, which is 2010, we are in year 2010, right? So this message is being delivered, assumably, in year 2010. Let's assume this year is one of those acceptable year of the Lord, okay? So if this year is year 2010 and it's been declared as the acceptable year of the Lord, now help me now, when is, when is it going to be be the next acceptable year of the Lord. Anybody? 20 what? So after now, the next available accepted year of the Lord is going to be when? 50 years from now. So assume that you are 40 years old. How old would you be at the next acceptable year of the Lord? Assuming you are 60 years old, how old will you be in the next acceptable year of the Lord? Now, this is how it really happens. When God releases an acceptable year of the Lord, it becomes the year where favor was granted to Israel. It happens only once in every 50 years. So if you are going through stuff right now and you are 60 years old and the next available accepted year of the Lord is going to be 20 when? 2060. How old will you be? Will you see the favor come through to you? You probably will have been dead before the favor year comes. That was how it worked in the times of the Israelites. I'm going to explain to you very carefully. Now, for every gathering that they have, there is always what they call the Sabbath day. Are we familiar about that? And how many days is a Sabbath? Every how many day? So every seven days. So assuming today is Sunday, it's Sabbath day. When is going to be the next Sabbath day? Next seven days. So there is always in this year, 2010, we're going to be observing Sabbath every how many days? Seven days. Now this is just for information. I want you to capture it and understand how the scripture came about this. So it's not just something when you see something being written, they don't just write it. So every seven days, there is a Sabbath day. Now there is always also an event called the Sabbath year. The Sabbath year happens every seven years from a from, from an agreed seven uh, Sabbath year. So assuming this is the Sabbath year, the next Sabbath year will be seven years after that. So seven years after 2010 will be when? 20, so in 2017 we're going to have what we call what? 
the Sabbath, the first Sabbath year. Now, there is also what is called the seventh, the, the, after that seven years, there will be another seven Sabbath years that will make what is called the acceptable year of the Lord. So, assuming you have today to be the first Sabbath year, the next Sabbath year will be in seven years, seven sevens after seven seven. Seven Sabbath years after that will lead us to the 49th Sabbath year. As much as you are in the 49th Sabbath year, which is about 49 years, the following year is one year they don't take lightly. Because it is the year that God releases what is called the year of Jubilee. Now, this is what happens. For everyone who is going through issues, if you've owed money, you wanted to start business, you couldn't, whatever you may have been struggling for, in life, when the Lord God comes by the prophet and by the blowing of the ram on the day of atonement to say this year becomes this, the, the year of jubilee, which means we have already observed 49 years or 7 Sabbath years. On the 50th year becomes the acceptable year of the Lord. Now what happens in that year is that what you couldn't do before then, you become able by the reason of the release of God's favor to be able to do it. If you have planted and it did not grow, on the 50th year, which is the acceptable year of the Lord, there is favor released not just for one, but for the entirety of the children of Israel that what they could not do there was an empowerment to begin to do this. So when Isaiah came and said it is the acceptable year of the Lord what they knew is that what they could not do if they had started something like Pastor Yomi said and they could not complete it they come to the assurance that this year as long as it's the acceptable year of the Lord and the year of God favor whatever I put my hand to and failed before the commandments of the year says this year will prosper me because there is a release of God's favor. Amen. Is somebody catching this? We've not started. I need to, dip, to, to go deeper. Let's read Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 9. And it's only the priests that were able to calculate it because there were no calendars by then. So people just go about their normal businesses. Now let me just read so that it won't look as if we just studied something and came to release it to you. The Bible says, then on the day of what? Atonement. Remember we said the Sabbath year, the year of atonement, the, the acceptable year of the Lord will happen when? Every 50 years on when? On the day of atonement. So the scripture says then on the day of atonement in the how many years? 50th year, the responsibility of the priest is to blow the ram's horn loud and along how many places throughout the city. So their responsibility is it's about time to announce just like the spirit of the Lord is upon the set man to say that this is the acceptable year, it's acceptable season, that there's going to be an instead experience. You wouldn't believe it if you, un if you don't understand what it means to key in into the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, that is just an explanation. I'm going to go a little bit deeper now. So, we've assumed now that if we are in year 2010, the next acceptable year of the Lord will be when? 2060. Is that correct? 
Are we together here? So we know that when is the acceptable year of the Lord, there is going to be a release of God's favor. So if somebody comes in year 2030, for instance, and say, this year is going to be acceptable year of the Lord, will you believe him? Because you know when it's going to be what? The next acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. All right, let's read. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go to point number two. What was point number two? There's going to be a what? A universal release of both what? Persons and what? Property. So let me explain what that really means. Now you know that the acceptable year of the Lord will come every 50 years. What then is the meaning of release of persons and of property? Remember in Isaiah 61, the Bible says they will be setting free of the captive. Now, before I go on, I need to let you know something. That for all anyone that have to experience the acceptable year of the Lord, there will be a caveat. The caveat is you must dwell in the land at that point. In other words, you must be within the commonwealth of Israel or in our time, the commonwealth of Christ. Remember, the Bible says we are a chosen what generation. In this generation, so what we are saying here is not a worldwide application. The world does not understand because they are only kingdom world principles. I just needed to bring that to your attention. So number two, the Bible says there will be a universal release of both persons and property. Let me explain what happens that makes someone become a captive. But before then, please help us with Isaiah 49 verse 24. I'm going to show you something quickly. It's a very popular scripture, but most times we'll read it when we are praying. The Bible says, shall the prey be taken from the what? From the mighty or the captives of the righteous be delivered. In fact, in another translation, he calls it the lawful captive. Which means you are slave to me, not because I made you slave. You are only slave to me because you, you, you took a decision that enslaved you. Now let me explain. If I want to do a business contract, for instance, or I want to delve into business, and I need, let's say, 100 million that I don't have. Amen? So what will I naturally do? I'll go to, to the bank, right? Now, there were no banks by that time. So what people do, they go to their fellow persons to borrow money. So let's assume I need 100 million and I go to Pastor Kola, for instance. I say, Pastor Kola, uh, there's this business, so it's 100 million. Wallahi, if that business click, I'm going to make 10 times that amount. Amen. Have you seen people that come to borrow money? That's just always a phrase. So if I just let it click. And so he gave me 100 million. I went to the business and the everything sank. How much am I owing him? 100 million. How do I pay back? I cannot pay him back. Now, what will always happen is because it was a commonwealth of Israel, I'm owing him, I must pay him. So when he comes to me, he, want, he now demands his money. There are two things that I will do if I cannot pay him back. The first thing is if I have a landed property that is worth that amount, I will give it to him and it becomes whose own? He becomes his own. That landed property may have been my father's land, but I have to give it to him so that he can take back his worth, his money. So what will he do? He will farm on that land and do anything he wishes to do within that period of time. 
if I don't have a landed property, what he will do, he will take my children to work for him until they can work out the 100 million. If it will take 100 years, those children become lawful captive because of what their fathers did. The same way you and I have become lawful captive to whatever we are going through, not necessarily that you did it, but because there is a system that our fathers did that have put us in that situation. And so we become lawful captive both by property and by what? And by persons. Now what will usually happen in the acceptable year of the Lord is that that is why it's a very, very delightful year. That everyone that have owed you, that you've owed money and you have given exchange of property or children on the acceptable year of the Lord, which is the year of God's favor, Pastor Kola is demanded to return my land or demanded to return my children. I did not have to pray for it. It's a system that God has ordained to be in place. But this is still the sad part. It will take 50 years before I have that experiential. 50 years. So if, 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 if I have to do that when I am, let's say, 50, and then the next acceptable year of the Lord, by, based on our calculation here, is 20 what? 20. It means maybe I will have even gone to be with the Lord before my children are set free. And so that is why we are somehow, anyhow, we still find ourselves in all this. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7. Now, this is just to read for, to your hearing so that you understand what it really means to be a lawful captive. You always know this scripture where the Bible says, the rich ruleth over the what? The poor. And it says what? The borrower is what? servant to the world, to the lender. This is what it means because in those days I am only a servant to him as much as I cannot pay back. As a matter of fact, 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 1, we may not read this, but let me just read the first verse so that it gives you an indication that this were really happening. The Bible says, and a certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophet cried out to Elisha, hear this carefully, saying, your servant, my husband, is what? Is dead. This servant was a man of God. So whether you're a man of God, you're an ordinary person, the law applied to all. He says, and you know that your servants feared the Lord, and the creditors are coming to take my sons to become what? Slaves. Does that, do you see lawful captive there? Did they force her to release the children? No, by law, she must release those children until those children will work out how much they were owing the fathers. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three, what was point number three? I'll just explain this once I'm done. Then we will now see how we can key in to the acceptable year of the Lord in this commonwealth of Christ. Number three, what was the third thing we talked about? Now it gives what we call a fresh start. So if I was owing Pastor Kola 100 million and then the acceptable year of the Lord meets me in 2010, what happens? It means everything is returned. My children returned. My land returned. The second chance you are looking for, God, if you can just help me and let me return my health, give me a second. Are you not looking for such a second chance? But you have to wait for the acceptable year of the Lord. There are many of us waiting for God to give us a second chance in life. This morning, the Lord will answer that prayer in Jesus' name. So the second chance comes in uh, multimedia. If you can help us, 
um, back to Leviticus chapter 25. Let's have verse 10. I'm going to read verse 10 and 11 so that you understand the release of men and then the second chance that God gives. Now, this is what God said. He says, set this year apart as holy, a time to proclaim freedom throughout the world, throughout the land. Whether you are owing or you are not owing. He said freedom throughout the land. It will be a year of what? Jubilee year for you when each of you may return the what? The land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. Give us verse 11. Verse 11 then says, this 50th year will be a jubilee for you. That will be your reality in Jesus' name. Yeah. Now, having understood what the year of jubilee means, now let's just begin to bring this to a close by understanding the prophecy of Isaiah. Now, this is where we hit the nail right on the head. So don't miss it. Please tap, tap your neighbor by the side and say, don't miss this moment. Tap to somebody else and say, don't miss this moment. Now, let's be practical here. What year are we in? As far as this teaching is concerned, what year is this? So, this is year 2010. When is going to be the next acceptable year of the Lord? So, I am owing Pastor Kola 100 million. I am, my children are not with me anymore. They are working for him as slaves. Or I have a land I cannot cultivate and my land is with him. And I am hopefully looking for the moment that God will visit me with his favor. And the only hope I have is that I will only receive this favor 50 years down the line. Now, the Bible then tells us in Isaiah chapter 61, multimedia help us. Now, this was what happened when Isaiah proclaimed this. Let's just for the sake of humor assume that Isaiah was a general overseer of a church, okay? So, this is, we were in 2010. Now, time has passed. Let's assume we are in 2030. Please help me here. Now, we are in 2030. How many more years to the year of Jubilee? 20 years, is that correct? So this year, 20 or 30? 3 zero. I'm not good in math. Is it 3 zero? 30, not 20. Okay, so we are in year 20, 30 now, and we have how many more years? 30 years. So if I will recollect back my land from Pastor Kola, it will take me how many years now? 30 years. My first daughter is 10 years. It means by the time I reclaim back my, my, my land, the poor girl will be how old? 40 years. Amen. Hallelujah. And who knows? Pastor Kola will just be using my land to shine. Hallelujah. So I am looking forward to reclaiming everything that the enemy have stolen from me based on my mistake or anything that I did. It has caused me pain the way it costs you pain. At night, you cannot sleep. Remember, the proclamation is that there will be a garment of praise for those who mourn. Don't usually look at me the way I am because for every time I am beaten down, I am struck down, the only thing I do is to run down to the boutique or to the tailor to show me new suits and I'll put it on my Instagram page. So what you see is just a facade. It's not true. I'm going through stuff like every one of us, but you cannot see the pain because I'm only waiting that at least if I don't reap of these 30 years, my children at least will reap out of it. Now, in this year 2030, 
what happened is Isaiah being a prophet at that time, let's just for human sake say he was a general overseer of a church called Isaiah and Sons Deliverance Ministry. Praise the Lord. So Isaiah is the general overseer of which church? Amen. So in this ministry, we are into prophetic, releasing the prophecy, and people just go. So in year 2030, Isaiah came to church, into which church now? Isaiah and Sons Deliverance Ministry, and began to proclaim, the Lord bless you, say amen. amen. So Isaiah now came in 2030, and now say that the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to declare good tidings. And in verse 2, Isaiah was praying and declaring and all of us were saying amen. We are saying amen to our, our, our prophet's prayer. And all of a sudden, we heard the prophet say, and this year will be the acceptable year of the Lord. Is that possible? Is that possible? In 2030, you cannot have the acceptable year of the Lord. The next acceptable year of the Lord is when? So immediately prophet Isaiah prophesied. Remember, he's not the one saying it. He says the spirit of the Lord is upon him. Immediately he said that all the elders in church brought down their glasses and said, uh -uh, Pastor Isaiah, we know acceptable year of the Lord cannot be this year. Now. Pastor Isaiah, is it that the, which spirit is speaking to you at this point? So you see the dilemma the children of Israel were in that time. The acceptable year of the Lord, people brought out books. Uh, uh, no, sir. Hello. Hello, sir. Please, the last acceptable year of the Lord was just barely 20. We, we, we leave these people, leave their land. They still have 30 years to suffer. So Isaiah kept speaking and speaking and saying, the Lord told me, sir, say, this year is the acceptable year of the Lord. But did it tally? Did it tally with time? The same way the doctors will tell you, you need to try this by next two years. But the word of the Lord is saying, this is the year. The same way your business partner is saying, you can't have it until the next tenor. And the Lord is saying, this is the year. So whose report are you going to believe? <laughs> now let me tell you what Isaiah and Sons, uh, what's the name of the church? deliverance ministry. So immediately Isaiah made that proclamation. Some of us went to the back and said, I told you prophet Isaiah prophecy cannot be trusted. He's the same prophet that said here in this church that a virgin will have a, will have a child in this generation. How will a virgin, was it not Isaiah that said so? He saw his by, by his history, he has been giving us testimony that doesn't align. How will a virgin? He said this thing 50 years ago. Till now, virgin we have not seen. Pregnancy we have not seen. Deliverance we have not seen. Amen. And Prophet Isaiah is the same person coming now again to say what? That this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, would you believe Isaiah if he tells you that? I wouldn't believe him. Because even the one for virgin we have not seen. But when the prophet releases a word, please hear this carefully. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 10. When prophets release words based on the leading of the inspiration of the Lord, this is what happens. Most times, even them do not understand what God is saying through them. And let's be fair on them like, like Isaiah and every other prophet that prophesied towards the coming of the Lord. Nothing, absolutely nothing made sense. 
And that is why when you are seated and the man of God comes and says, this year, this will happen, truly it usually will not make sense to you. And if we ask him that prophesied, he doesn't know either because he's only saying it by the unction of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us, I'm not going to bore us with 1 Peter 1 verse 10, but the Bible says for every prophet that prophesied about the salvation or the coming of Christ, neither of them had understanding of what they said. The Bible then tells us that for every time they went to seek what manner of time or how will these things be. And the Bible says, can you help us, verse 12 of 1 Peter 1, verse 12. They said, for every time they inquired, the Lord God never revealed it to them. A prophet, a virgin will give birth to a child. How? Isaiah did not know, the Lord did not tell them. This year will be the year of um, Jubilee. Isaiah did not know, the Lord did not tell him. But the scripture tells us here, the Bible says they were told that their messages were not for themselves. The only thing they knew is that this message is not for now, but it is for the later. The scripture says, and now the good news has been announced to us by the Holy Spirit. It says it is also wonderful that even the angels were eagerly watching to see how these things will be. So what this is telling you that Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 to verse 3 weren't actually for them, but actually for you and I in this dispensation. Amen. And I'm going to explain it so that you will understand it. The moment you catch it, then you will know that truly that God can give you a garment of praise whatever situation you may be going through. Give the Lord a shout and a great praise this morning. Now, let's begin to bring this to a close. Now, we are in the year that Isaiah proclaimed. The people did not believe him because they knew the acceptable year of the Lord was not now. Then the Bible tells us that the real prophecy wasn't for Isaiah, neither were they for the people. Remember, we've taught over time that whatever happened in the Old Testament were only a shadow of things to come of these present times. Then the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 4 and verse 16, the era of Isaiah and son's prophetic ministry were over. Now it came to a point that there was a new priest over the house whose name was Jesus the Christ. The Bible says as he was about to assume the office of the ministry or of the commonwealth of Christ, the Bible says he mounted the pulpit the way Isaiah did, not knowing that what we read in Isaiah 60 was actually the, 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 the prophecy that was to be fulfilled only in one man called Jesus the Christ. The only person that can take you from the point of pain to a point of praise is only Christ. The the only man that will give us the instant experience in the actual year of Jubilee was actually the knowing of Christ. Isaiah only prophesied about the coming Christ that a time will come you will never have to wait for 50 years for you to wait for your favor to come because the time to favor Israel had come. So Jesus stood on the crown, on the, on the pulpit. No more Isaiah and Son's ministry, the Bible says in verse 4, 
Jesus, remember we said one of the things that will happen, that it must happen on the Sabbath day, on the day of atonement. And you and I know without any argument that only one man became the propitiation for our sins or the atonement for our sins, which is Jesus the Christ. In him all the laws to fulfill the acceptable year of the Lord was already guaranteed. We do not need a count of years because he is the same yesterday, he's the same today, and is the same forever. So he's not bound by time. So if you have to wait for 50 years, they waited. But I know that every time is in Christ. From the beginning to the end, everything is in Christ. So Jesus standing up and seeing every face that is covered with pain, and seeing every face that is covered with pain and with anguish, knowing that there is a project you need to complete that you have not start, you've started, you've not completed. And you are saying, the doctor said, I can only complete this health check in five years. I come to announce to you there is one that has power over time. And you have something that is saying, you cannot apply now until the next session. But we come to say there is one that has power over time that is about to release the instant experience. Please hear me carefully. The Bible says, and Jesus stood. The same way the set man on Sunday stood and made pro proclamation, and you went home and said, Pastor, have proclaimed. Good for him. Maybe it's for those that they have something within this season. No, it is a year of God's favor. You can't do it by yourself. There is an empowerment to get it. Jesus said, the Bible says, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was bible says he went into the synagogue on which day please help me on which day remember we say every seven days is sabbath every seven years is the sabbath year every seven seven sabbath year is a what will lead us to the day of what of the accept no please i'm not waiting for that time jesus came on that set day that people will have to wait for another 50 years he said he stood and he took up the book to read verse 17 help me here Please be careful and let's please listen attend. This is not prophet Isaiah speaking anymore. This is the ancient of days speaking in the now. He's not speaking 50 years to come prophecy. He's coming, he's speaking about something that will start to happen this moment. So if you have pain in your body, you are waiting for time. It's thought, the time is not 50 years, it's about now. The scripture says, and they handed him the book of the what? Please help me off who? That had the prophecy concerning him. Isaiah only spoke, thus says the Lord. The spirit moved him. He never knew that there was a man that would fulfill this. The Bible says, please, and when he took the book, he opened the book and he found the place where it was written. Everything that says anything against you, as long as there is a, it is written in it, it is written will take preeminence in Jesus' name. If it is written that you will excel, it is written will take preeminence in Jesus' name. Forget about the doctor's report. I don't work on what I see. I've gone through issues in my life. The only thing that have kept me going is it is written. Something is written good about you and you will proclaim it in the name of Jesus. And Jesus continuing in verse 18. Now this is not a re-echoing or reading what will happen. 
This is him telling you what is about to happen now. This is not him saying what another prophet would do. This was what was said concerning him. Then the Bible says, Jesus speaking. Now, this is fresh bread. This is not yesterday's prophecy. This is as it is. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is not it will be. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Is there anyone that is poor in heart here? That This message is for you. He says he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Do we have hearts to be mended in this place this morning? The Bible says to proclaim what? To proclaim what? To those who are what? In captivity. So I've been in captive to Pastor Kola's debt. I couldn't pay it. I was waiting for 30 years. This moment, God is saying, you are not waiting for any 30 years. I have, I have control over time. He says, to proclaim liberty to those who are captive and recovery of sight to everyone that is blind and to set at liberty everyone that is oppressed. I re-echo the words of Jesus Christ to you that everyone that is oppressed will receive liberty in the name of Jesus. Please bear with me. Verse 19 is very critical. The Bible says Jesus is coming. Now he's proclaiming. This is not about a year. You will soon see in the next verse. But Jesus is saying my responsibility officially they said I would declare this day I am here to declare it that I am declaring and proclaiming what the acceptable year of the Lord. Now please hold on, hold on when then is the acceptable year of the Lord? Please hold on. Verse 21, multimedia help us in verse 20. Is it 20? Verse 20, please. Verse 20, come on, multimedia. The Bible says, then Jesus did what? Closed the book. And he gave it back to our attendants and sat down. And then everyone in the eye, the eyes of everyone, the synagogue began to be fixed on him. Please, I want you to listen to verse 21. If you've not read anything today, please, verse 21 is the most important of all scriptures you're about to read. Because the 50 years will never be your portion. The tomorrow will never be your portion. The next year will never be your portion. Jesus speaking as it is a prophecy that I said to you last week that you are going to have the instead experience. Don't think it's going to be in 50 years. You need to start working out something to ask for what you want. Jesus says, and he began to say to Grace Assembly, listen, Grace Assembly, today, when? Is it in 50 years? Is it in 20 years? Is it next year? When is he saying? Today, as many of you that hear this message, God, because the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. And so, now you understand because we are going to go back to Isaiah. You read it the first time. You had no understanding of what you were saying. Jesus said, today the scripture is full. He says, he didn't say it will be fulfilled. If you have ears, the Bible says, hear what the spirit is saying. It is not man that is proclaiming this. The spirit is saying something concerning someone here. That there is a today experience that you will have that will show you the instant experience. Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. 
Psalms chapter 102, verse 13 to 14. I ask that you please rise because in a short moment you are going to be proclaiming and declaring to yourself with the understanding that you have. Can we have the music ministers come to stage? The Bible says, I don't know what you are going through, but you are waiting on God for something very specific. That on your own you cannot get it because you have wasted time. But there is a second chance available to someone here. There is an instant experience that instead of trying in 10 years, God will give you opportunity to try now. The Bible says you will arise. Say amen. amen. And the Lord will have mercy on Zion. Say amen. amen. For the time to favor her and the set time has done what is now. And it has come and it shall be now and so shall it be in Jesus' name. As we bring this to a close, multimedia, help us. Let us go back to Isaiah chapter 61. Now you will read by yourself the same way we read earlier on. You will now see that the way you will read it will be different. Why? Because you know that the time to favor Israel is when? Is now. If there will be an instead experience, it's going to be when? It's going to be now. Now, this is the spirit of the Lord speaking. We are reading Isaiah 61 because it is richer than what uh, Jesus in Luke, the account in Luke was really brief. But this is going to really expel what we really want. Now, let's read together as a church. Remember I said earlier, we will read it precepts upon precepts, lines upon... Don't rush it because it is a declaration that you are saying to yourself. Amen. Multimedia, you will help us with the New Living Translation, which was what pastor started with last week. So if you left here last week not knowing whether God will give you an instant experience, please know beyond doubt that it's not about time. It is about what God is doing now. Let's read one to go as a church. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be set free. That shall be your portion in Jesus' name. In verse 2, let's read verse 2. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the days of God's anger against your enemy. Your enemy will experience anger from heaven. Amen. Now verse 3 is where the prophetic comes. You need to say it with your hands on your chest because this is a prayer and a confession to yourself. The Bible says, let's read together as loud as you can want to go. To all those women in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great ox that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Somebody begin to prophesy this moment that you will receive a praise instead of despair. Please turn that clock to prayer right now. Begin to pray for yourself that every despair in my life that the Lord will give me the garment of praise. Hallelujah. 
to the heavens for the last time I'm going to echo the very words of the set man over this assembly it is a season word for grace assembly that the time to favor you has come and so we begin to declare in this year of the Lord's favor that for everyone who is going through any morning issue that there are pains in your life we pray that you will receive a crown of beauty for those ashes in the name of Jesus and we echo the very word of the Lord through the set man this morning that there will be a joyous festival for everyone who is in despair in the mighty name of Jesus that every garment of praise that the enemy has taken away from you, you will wear it one more time in the name of Jesus. I declare and will echo the very words of the Lord that the Spirit spoke through the set man this morning, that you will be like an oak tree, that you are planted and you will yield your fruit at the set time in the name of Jesus, that the glory may be unto the name of the Lord. If you are a living testimony to that, why don't you give God praise that is due him this morning? as you have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I need you to tap your neighbor by the shoulder and say, this is the acceptable year of the Lord for you. This is the year of God's favor for you. This is the time of God's favor for you. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen.